0: it's time again for three point podcast three sports guys, three generations and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to three point at gmail.com. Follow three point podcast on social media at three point pod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners Nelson House
1: funeral homes number one goal is to serve the families in our area the Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability integrity and compassion unique service representing unique lives ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso Chesanine, and New Lothrop for more details find them at nelson-house.com or call 989 723 5234.
0: three-point podcast located on the corner of Siawassee and M21 in Corona.
1: It's time for episode 285 of the three-point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer. They got a special going on. If you sign up for the new year, you get 15% off, for 15% off and also sign up for October 21st. Go green, go blue 5k run walk. But guys, before I continue with our sponsor list, what a time for us to be football fans, huh? I mean, Corona 8-0, Flip Metro champs, just steamrolling every opponent. The Wolverines are unbeaten, a possibility to win the national title. They're unchallenged so far, and the Lions, upper echelon team in the NFC, tied for the best record overall in the NFL. I mean,
2: life is good, isn't it, boys? It's hard not for me to look at you as kind of a, a reason behind this i mean you were putting a curse on our on our program for my entire life the minute you step away and stop calling the games maybe. every game I, maybe I mean, you're right maybe you're right something to be said about that right i <laughs> mean
3: it, it's i know we're gonna get into all of this oh, yeah. throughout this whole podcast but i mean ted for all three you know for us like mm-hmm. you said corona michigan lions it's right. never been like this right
1: ever. Never I mean it's, e- it's
3: either Michigan's making a run but the Lions are down or you know maybe Corona's right. not in the playoff You know it's always something for all three for us to be up at the top. I mean it's it's unheard of. It's it's pretty amazing. I can't imagine. I mean I'm down here in Charlotte like puffing my chest out. I can't <laughs> imagine people walking around Michigan or you know where you guys are at and where in the Lions Tampa
1: and we'll talk about that man the lions yeah. fans i mean they're finding maybe it's easier to get a ticket in an opposing stadium than it is at ford field right, right? well we'll yeah, get more into up. that for sure i want to thank our uh, local partners also helping us out az branding solutions jacobs insurance agency Corey Shook and associates real estate services nelson house funeral homes rivals tap house and grill and success group mortgage and servicing and like we we like to say Anytime that you're in one of our sponsors' businesses or you see something posted on social media, hey, let them know that you tune in to the podcast. I mean, you know, we've been growing this thing now, what is it, four years, going on five, something like that? It's been a while. I mean, Over 285, five. that's yeah. pretty good.
3: Pretty good. And, you know, we keep, we've we had the few, the couple um, mainstays, I guess, yeah. as far as our partners. Right. We've, we've had some new ones. We've had some kind of come in and out. but. Yep. We're always very appreciative oh, yeah. um, of our partners. So yeah, yep. and we're also if you're going really... into Jacobs and get new insurance. Let them know you heard about it on Three Point Podcast. Absolutely,
1: and and we also appreciate our special guests that uh, take the time to join us. We're going to be talking with Jason Hutton of Fox Seventeen out of Grand Rapids here in a little bit as part of our Prep Spotlight. But guys, in the catch up, I just I just want to jump in. You know, we're going to talk more about the Chronic Cavaliers. I think people out there that aren't from Corona. I'm maybe getting a little tired of it, but it's a, it's a special Dude, we're like
2: We're probably creating some of it, like people who are just rooting for their downfall. Yes. Know, some <laughs> listeners in, in Indiana or something like that.
3: It's like the, the podcasts or the shows that are like very slappy Michigan or Michigan yeah. state. They, they're loving it when, <laughs> yeah. when those teams go down.
1: Well, I, I just wanted to tell you guys just in the catch up, you know, you know, I was over at the, uh, at the stadium, Nick, Nick and East Stadium on Saturday night with Casey Smith, and did a did a simulcast on the NFHS and the uh, Three Point Podcast Facebook Live. A few kinks to work out, but we'll get into that later. But the one thing that really perturbed me, guys, oh, this boy. is this is incredible.
3: Oh, oh I was wait. I, th- I thought this was going to be all positives. We had some- no,
1: this is negative. So I okay. I, I sign up saturday morning for the nfhs right mm-hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna dub the audio so we can post it on our podcast site as always there was no audio there was no play-by-play it was just muted and i'm looking and there's a little message that says on-demand events on the nfhs network may be presented with audio that is muted or otherwise altered so as to avoid potential issues involving copyright from music and i'm i'm i'm, I'm dumbfounded i'm going we didn't play any music. Lo and behold, it was muted because the Corona band at halftime played a salute to rock and roll, and they played some Kiss, they played some Chicago, and the and the on demand got muted because of that. Wow, man!
3: I don't wonder. Be... I when when you texted, I wondered what it was going to be. I, I wondered if it was just a technical issue, like maybe you didn't. That's play what I,
2: I. think that's what we all figured it was right. is a mistake on Ted's end, but it no. was. No,
1: no. People people told me they listened to it. Oh, no a, a book.
3: Dropping stuff.
1: <laughs> they listen to it loud and clear watching it, you know, and uh, it's just not there and on demand. So just a little bone to pick. I'm going to make sure, though, that during band performances moving down the road, I'm just going to turn the mics all the way off. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. so I don't yeah.
1: have that conflict.
3: I wondered, you know, we, we've talked about the NF NFHS thing a little bit on the podcast. It's definitely, it's crazy to think about how far it's come, even since I played 20 years ago to think that there's just like streaming services right. to watch high school sports. It's just kind of crazy. But I've always wondered, you know, I love the, what you are doing and what other schools do. It, it is super cool. It's great for people like me. Mm-hmm. I was at work, so I didn't sign up for it because I knew you were doing the Facebook live thing. So I just, I watched on that. But for people like me who are out of state or we had someone, they were out of country and they Greece. were gonna, yeah, they were gonna watch or whatever. So it's it's awesome to do that stuff for people. But I have wondered like if at some point they're gonna catch on whether it's the music copyright thing, or I know you're not trying to do anything quote unquote illegal, I guess, but like say you were selling advertisers. Oh, yeah. Making money off it and then going to the NFHS and doing a a stream if they were going to be like, hey, we need to be getting a cut of this. If you're making money off of it, we need to be getting a cut. I've just wondered, like, at some point, is something going to come up where it's not just like, hey, plug in and let's do it. You know? Well, we'll find out
1: Friday night because I'm planning on again simulcasting on the nfhs casey bart and i will be doing it on z 925 that's a commercial radio station so i guess
3: right. we'll find out yeah i bet and the audio is going to be off. muted again <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: um I, I got something real quick for catch up before we uh, get into the rest of our football stuff yeah um it basically was a i am old oh. moment i haven't had many of those <laughs> i really haven't this was kind of a little eye-opening to, to be to say the least so thursday night getting ready for Thursday of football it wasn't the best game in the world, but I was gonna sit and watch it. Uh, so I was stopping off at hungry Howie's pick up a pizza before <laughs> going home. I parked there. It, this hungry Howie's is right outside of Southfield AT high school. So it's just kind of, it's kind of seems every time I'm there, it kind of seems to be kind of a hangout for kids. Um, so as I'm walking in, I, I look in and kind of picture like your, your local little Caesars is sort of like what the entrance looks like, you know, maybe six, seven seats. Uh, in a little fi- like five by five, like little square, right where their front desk is. Right. So as, as I'm walking in, I, the I see through the windows. There's all these kids sitting there, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, "God damn it, this this ought to this ought to be interesting." <laughs> so I walk in, and I'm sitting there. Of course, I'm standing at the counter for about a minute before anybody even realizes I'm there. As I'm like about to tell this guy, like I'm picking up my order or whatever, I hear like some sn- snickering behind me. So I turn around, and and sure enough, these kids are looking at me. And I a kid you not. A, I think a lot of people think I'm lying, like with these stories. I wish I was, because it's every time I feel like an idiot in them. Um, these kids point at me, they point at my shoes, and they go, what are those? They do the, what are those? <laughs> and they all like die laughing. <laughs> to the point, I like look at them, like, are they talking about me? And then i have kind of like, look away a second, like, look back, and they, like, oh, shit, they are i'm just wearing like my nike shoes i didn't really think anything of them they're just like something they're not really that old they're not like something ted would wear but i look down and i kind of like collect myself for a second am i, am I really gonna say something back i'm like yep yeah, i'm gonna say something back oh boy so, sure enough i look down i look at this kid's shoes who made the comment he's wearing his like the michael jordan air uh, nike ones 1985 uh his oh. rookie year shoes ted which no I think boy. those are so like corny and cheesy. Like It's something about them. I feel like when people wear them, I'm like, What are you? You look like a toddler wearing those. <laughs> so this kid's wearing them. And I go, This, this was lame. I'm not going to act like this was a great comeback, but just it was spur of the moment. That's I said, I was like, Oh, 1985 called. They want their shoes back, man. And it just got crickets. <laughs> and it was a stupid line. But I just, it was like, again, it's just what came to my head as I was trying to fire back at this kid. So no real laughs happened. They kind of like, they at least shut up for a little bit. I get my pizza, I walk out and I, as I'm walking out, I'm like, did I just feel like such an idiot everything that just went down in that room. I feel like I'm 50 years old. That oh, just happened
3: you, so, you now, you now cannot give Ted a hard time for the whole run in at Greg and Lou's. That he <laughs> really. Had. Because you basically just had the same thing. With it wasn't,
2: like I wasn't, to be fair, it wasn't like Ted where it was pure yeah. hatred between the right. two sides. That's true. It was That's kind true. of like snippy back and forth, ha ha. Like it wasn't yeah. total blood feud like Ted's, yeah. but I get what right. you're saying. It was yeah, kind yeah. of like that.
3: It is right. funny because I've had some of those moments like, uh, you know, I work, especially now that I've been at ESPN for a while now, I work with a lot of people more like your age, Jared, or like right out of college where like you do start to have those moments like what you just had. You know, like in your mind, I still think I'm like mid-20s, or you know, I still think yeah. I'm not that far removed from college, or you know, hell like I do. That. Right. <laughs> but then, you know, you you work with someone or you you do something that is right out of college, and you're like, Wow, I'm 15 <laughs> years older than you. Or, you know, you look at the way they dress, or you know, certain things they wear, and you're just like, Man, I'm a completely different generation than you. And you know, you have some of those moments. So it's funny. What is, it about, like, with,
2: what is it about like arguing with kids or like when kids make fun of you, it's like you feel like you can't win. Like you feel you immediately feel like they just like took the air out of your tires. I
3: don't know what it is about.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that's had these interactions, but no, because it's either because
3: because you're going to give them whatever you whatever they want. Either you fire back and get like pissed off and they're going to laugh at that. Look mm-hmm. at us. We just we just pissed off this old dude. Or if <laughs> you're like frozen and, you know, they get you, then they're going to laugh at that
2: exactly
3: we got him and, and they see you out in the parking lot taking your shoes off and throwing them right. in the dumpster and they're gonna be so either way they got you yep. yeah just no, just be glad point. that just be glad they weren't recording that and you're not like all over tiktok right now
2: i, I could be it wasn't <laughs> i mean again they didn't get the like the big huzzah laugh they had the what are those initial comment and right. then I, they, I didn't think they i don't think they expect me to kind of fire back and have some idea of what I was talking about in terms of like Jordans or shoes. Right. So I don't know. I think my my rebuttal kind of caught him off guard, but now, now I, the, didn't, I didn't feel cool after it for what that's yeah. worth.
1: So the question is in your delivery, did you say it real smarmy or did you kind of have a little smile on your face? How, how was that?
2: Well, I mean, you can picture it. It's like I turn around. I had initially kind of looked at them. Oh, they are talking about me. They're laughing at me. They're looking right. at me. They're pointing at me. So then I'm like, I'd like the second to kind of come up with something. So I turned around and like, I just, I didn't know what he was wearing, but I just kind of had to roll with whatever he had on his feet. It just happened to be those Jordans that everybody wears, which I actually have a pair of, but I've never worn them. I bought them and I kind of put them on when I got them. I'm like, what, where am I going to wear these? I feel like it's like, this is just like, I feel like a goofball wearing these things. Uh, So I just kind of had to come real quick, looked at his shoes, looked up. I was like, Oh, 1985 called. They want the shoes back. (laughs) I (laughs) I love it, It was still lame. Like, again, I don't. Well lame. It wasn't a great it was just I had to say something. I couldn't just let it let them laugh at me like that. I had to do something.
1: It's nice to see that fatal sarcasm is kind of carried down to the generation. That's all I can tell
2: you. <laughs> I don't um, even know if they registered like what that comment meant. I don't know. They probably don't even like really even know whose shoes they are. It's, like, it's and they yeah, smooth. they
3: probably don't know that they are originally are from 1985. They right, probably think right. they're like new shoes. Yeah. yeah. So they're it, probably like, the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, like
2: yeah, it didn't even <laughs> like that's about what their face said to me. How I interpreted for the two seconds before I like kind of sped walked out of there. It was like, what did that even mean? So, <laughs> whatever.
1: Oh, man, classic. Well, anything else going on with you, Matt? Anything new happening?
3: Not necessarily new, just, man, staying busy. Uh, I know, yeah. College football, man, and NBA back. It's always weird. I, I tweeted out, we did the, the Lakers-Warriors preseason game on Friday. Right. And it's always, I don't know about you guys, like even with hockey coming back and college basketball, NBA, it just, it never feels right in the middle of football season when these other sports get going way too early to try and like get into it we were even talking about it during even even though it's preseason nba but still i mean lebron anthony davis played steph curry clay everyone played and we were like it's so hard to get into this because you know i'm sitting there hyped about the three teams that we were just talking about and mm-hmm. so I mean, that, that's kind of it. it just the NBA is yeah.
2: in a weird spot. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be around. You still have those big-time stars like LeBron and Steph Curry. It's going to be fine. But in terms of, like, viewing, I mean, it almost feels like the regular season especially has really taken, like, a backseat to, obviously, NFL, obviously college football. I mean, even college basketball, I'd almost throw up there the regular season is more palatable than the NBA sometimes. Uh, and even MLB. It's like, I, I've yeah. kind of come a full s- circle on this MLB thing. MLB with this new pitch clock, it's, it's a better product than the NBA regular season in my, in my humble opinion.
3: Yeah. 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 I think it, one thing that I think the NBA struggles with and it's what, well, I mean, now we're getting into a, a conversation here, but I think there's just too many games and I mm-hmm. don't know if it's, you know, if it's the youth that Jared was just arguing with about shoes or what, but, it's kind of the same with baseball to me. You don't need to play 162 games and then have this weird playoff format. You know, it's kind of the same with the NBA. They could shorten the season for sure. We've talked about it. They could start the NBA basically like the week of Christmas and call it good. Maybe the week before Christmas have, you know, they always have the big Christmas day games have that be the big kickoff for yeah, NBA season, I would. you know, college football is kind of wrapping up. NFL is getting towards playoffs like these like they're doing that new in season tournament for the NBA. It's kind of around Thanksgiving. I, I mean, yeah, it might be kind of cool, but it's going to, they're trying things. Hey, they're, they're trying things right. to build some intrigue. And it's just like, no one cares about basketball in October, November.
1: Yeah. I mean, good luck. Good luck trying yeah. to try things because And I'm it, an,
3: I'm an NBA fan too. I and, know. I'm, so
1: and you're in a spot too, where I'm, I'm not, I don't really mean it, but you're kind of forced to watch this preseason game, right?
2: Here's the perfect example of of where we're talking about this NBA. It's like where people just like are like, what? Like, I tell you what. And it's funny that I saw like Mickey Incognito tweeted at you, Matt, or something (laughs) basically saying, oh, they just cut from the high school football game to the preseason game. I mean, I was watching that high school game and it was right. kind of funny how it played out where it's like, this is coming down to the wire. Number one right. player in the country is going to try to lead like this comeback drive. And I think everybody was kind of in the same thing. It's like, man, it's kind of a bummer. We got to watch the NBA now. It's right. funny. <laughs> so, I don't it really know. It's just up. kind of a funny back and forth there. High school football had its moment for a second there.
3: Especially for a preseason game. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, it's Lakers Warriors, but it's like, come on. Yeah, exactly.
2: But.
1: Well anyway, we'll talk we'll talk some other big time sports, but we're going to get things rolling with our prep spotlight and our special guest Jason Hutton of Fox 17 right after this. As we gear up for another exciting fall sports season, Dr. Albana will again host a Monday walk-in clinic to evaluate acute orthopedic sports injuries for adolescent and high school athletes. Dr. Albana, orthopedic and sports medicine surgeon at Memorial Healthcare, will be assisted by certified PA Tara Rakowski and certified athletic trainer Alan Getzinger. Whether you're dealing with sprains, strains, bruises, or any other athletic mishaps, Dr. E and his highly skilled team can get you back on your feet and back in the game. The clinic will be held every Monday through October 16th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Health Care Center for Orthopedics on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso. For more information, call 989-541-BONE or visit memorialhealthcare.org.
4: Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, We specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ AZ Branding
3: Solutions where your success begins. All right, guys, let's get this prep spotlight going. As always, brought to you by Jacobs Insurance. Let's bring on Jason Hutton, sports director over at Fox 17. He always joins us on the Prep pickskin Preview and gives us a good look at all those teams over on West Michigan. Um, A lot of powerhouse teams that us Corona fans are keeping an eye on a little bit (laughs) more this season. Thanks for joining us, Jason.
5: Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Well, let's, let's start out there. I mean, let's, we we don't have to beat around the bush. Let's start out there. D five, our Corona Cavaliers are making a lot of noise. Just won the Flint Metro league outright. Um, You know, looking like a pretty complete team, looking like a really good team that has a a legit shot to make a run to Ford field. But we know two of those teams up at the top over there in West Michigan, West Catholic and Catholic central are kind of the cream of the crop in D five, right? Maybe, for our listeners who are big Corona fans that maybe don't know much about those teams, or if there's another team or two in D5, maybe give give our listeners who are Corona fans something that they should think about come playoff time.
5: Well, you're right. I mean, I, Graham's Catholic Central and West Catholic are outstanding, and yeah. and they're going to play probably sooner rather than later in the playoffs. I think division five is really strong around here. I mean, we've got some really good teams. I mean, you guys are Corona guys. I'm a building guy. Belding's having yep. a good season. Yep. They're seven and one. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, please, if anyone's a building fan, don't listen to this. I don't think they're on West Calgary, Calgary Central's level. If I'm just being honest, I, I yep. just think those two teams are so, so good. And I went into the season, thinking Grand Rapids Catholic Central was the best team in the state division five and I still probably feel that way but I I really I was high on West Catholic coming into the season and I'm even higher on them right now I mean they are just playing so well I I saw them week three at Coopersville they won on a field goal in the final play of the game Coopersville's really good they're huge they're a d3 school Um, but I don't even think West Catholic played their best game that night and they've played almost flawless since then i think they're really good you know this is such a good rivalry and they don't play i mean since the since the realignment the okay conference after 2019 they used to be in the okay glue together and then catholic central went to the gold they they have they played in the playoffs two years ago that was not a great west catholic team and R- Graham's Catholic central ran them off the field i mean it was yeah. not competitive uh, when they play here in a couple weeks I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a game for the ages, and I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of people there. So, yeah. including me. So, I'm really yeah. <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, both teams. I mean, both teams good all around. Grimsby Calc Central is a throwing team. I mean, if you go back over the years, winning their state championships, they throw the football. They have a very good quarterback. Their wide receiver group is amazing. But their running back is, is in my opinion, the best player in the area. He had 32 carries, 340 yards against South Christian on Friday night, and he <laughs> is a beast. And he's a three-year starter at corner, Kellen Russell-Dixon. I mean, just outstanding. And you talk about West Catholic, they lose Timmy Kloska, right? They win the state championship last year with, with Timmy. He was amazing. He's at Army now. Um, but they've got a, a guy named Charlie DeBrun who's who's taken over for him, who was a starter at linebacker last right? year, still a starter at linebacker. He's a different type of runner from Tim, Timmy. He's not just going to run you over, but he can if he has to. He's, really fast, Um, boy, I I think both teams are really good. And if you want to get into this, like I I had been saying since early in the year that, West Catholic and Catholic Central is the state championship game when it happens. Maybe it will be, but I took note to of Corona when they beat Goodrich. That was when I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, well, here we go. Maybe we've got another contender here in Division Five. I've also had my eye on Pontiac Notre Dame Prep all year when they blew yeah. out Hastings early in the year because Hastings is a good team. So and they blew out Gladwin. I mean, nobody, nobody has slowed down Pontiac Dame Prep. Now I'm not here to tell you that anybody they played as good as Corona or Catholic Central or West Catholic, but right. I think we have a clear top four, in my opinion, in the state in Division Five. Is
2: that is that the division that you're kind of circling as maybe the top division in all the state? I know Division Four has some good teams, South Christian, one of them you just mentioned. Do you think that's the premier division in the state this year?
5: Yeah, you mean in terms of like competition and stuff? Like, I, right. I, mean, I don't think it's ball game type thing. Yeah, I don't think the teams in Division Five are necessarily better than like one and two. Right. right. Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of, of the amount of teams. Yeah. And when I talk about those four right there, I, I think that. Division one is going to be really interesting if and when we can get to Belleville and Rockford. Who knows (laughs) what happen? Rockford hasn't really done in the playoffs, so I don't know if it'll happen. But I think that could be really interesting. Um, But yeah, Division two, I'm really high in Division two as well, especially on our side of the state when we've got Caledonia and Byron Center and Muskegon and Mona Shores and the Portage schools are both really good. I mean, I'm really excited about Division two. So I would put five and two from where I sit uh, pretty close.
1: What Jason, in your area, obviously with the good teams that the west side of the state always has, you got to have good coaches. Just uh, throw out a couple names of some of the grizzled veterans and maybe some of the younger coaches coming up that you're really impressed with. Well
5: can't, can't not be impressed with John Shilato at Zealand West. I know the Ducks have just lost two in a row after their 16-0 start, but they, their schedule did them no favors, putting Muskegon and Mona Shores back to back. I mean, nobody since Matt Koziak took over at Mona Shores and turned it into a state power, nobody has done well playing Muskegon and Mona Shores in back-to-back weeks. So, Zeno West loses by six and eight points in mm-hmm. back-to-back weeks to Muskegon and Mona Shores. I think Zeno West has a chance to get there in division three. I really do. For Hill central is really good too. We'll see if they collide here in a few weeks, but you have to start with John Shilato when you talk about guys that that have been doing it for for a very long time. He's the only coach the NLS has ever had. He got to four, or he got to the silver dome at at both. Orchard View and Detroit Catholic Central. I mean, the guy's amazing. When you talk about, young, I mean, we have a lot of younger coaches, right? The, yeah. the kind of veteran guys have kind of moved mm-hmm. on from our area, and right. we got a lot of younger coaches. I mean, Brent Cummings, I, mm-hmm. you know, shout out. He he, he and I went to Belting yeah. together. He's doing a great job at Rockford. I, I listen. I I love I love the Rams, and I and I love Brent, but we got to see them win in the playoffs. It just yeah. hasn't happened. But this team, I tell you what, they're special. It's a really good team. So we'll see there. But Landon Grove at West Catholic, we talked about uh West well, Catholic how good they are. I mean, Landon Grove really good coach. Just his second year. He's not even 30 years old yet. I don't know how old he is. He's in his late 20s. <laughs> Tony Tony I mean, coaching tree. Yeah, exactly. And 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 he's doing he's a really good coach. I mean they are so organized at West Catholic and, and really, really good. Um and I guess if we go back to the, the veteran guys, Todd Colster at Graham Scout Center would have to now fit into the veteran guys category. He's he's one of my one one of the guys I think is the best coach Coaches I've seen around here, he's just a really, really good coach, and and we're so lucky in this side of the state. We have so many really, really good coaches. One
4: yeah.
2: of those programs I want to ask you about uh, is both basketball and football. They've been they've been kind of on the the comeback a little bit. Grand Rapids South Christian, their Division Four. I mean Taylor Johnson, he's their basketball coach. I think he's one hell of a coach. They're impressive. Uh, but what really impressed me about that program, and I'm curious why you think they've really kind of come into rounded back into form before they were in the early 2000s. I mean Carson V's, Jake Vermas, Jake Dehan three guys that are stud basketball players and football players. Why is this program kind of coming back? Why do you think?
5: Well, I think it's what you just said. I mean, it's those kids. I mean, they, they've always had really good kids at South Christian. And they always have really good coaches. I mean, you can go down the list of the guys that they've had in both sports and they've all been really good. And South has made their runs in both football and basketball. Ken Hiskis. I mean, amazing runs at South Christian um, when, when he was the head coach there. And he had guys like David Cool and, and some mm-hmm. really good players. So, but it's the kids. I mean, you got I mean, no no coach wins without really good players. Right. And you talk about Carson Viss and Jake Vermas and, and, Jake De, and Jake DeHaan, who they had last year, who's now uh, at Toledo playing football. Um, you know, they have they've really good kids. And then you put it together with the coaches. And, you know, sometimes those private schools, you wonder about the community. But they have outstanding community at South Christian, too. It's, it's really impressive uh, what they're doing there. By the way, I, I I came up with this last week. Tell me if it's any good. So Vermas and Viss. I mean, they're both outstanding, right? So can I call them the Killer V's? Is that terrible? <laughs> the Killer V's, I like it. Yeah, that's and good. Vermont's
2: is wide out, right? Is that is that right?
5: Uh, Vermas is a wideout, yeah. Okay. And he plays that
3: uh, corner. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that's already been used before. I mean, maybe I don't know if they have like a local radio station. That sounds like something Ted Ted would come up for one of his radio calls.
5: There you go. Yeah. Feel <laughs> free to use it. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Take it. I was going to ask you, Jason. I mean, you've been, you've been laying it out Rockford, um, you know, all the other teams, West Catholic Catholic central, all the other teams that you're talking about. You, you brought up Muskegon a lot in your uh, prep picks and preview. Um, So maybe there's still one, are there other teams? If you had to make your, your grand, you know, we're one game away from the playoffs right now. What teams do you think will make a run to Ford field from West Michigan? Do you think this is the year that Rockford gets it done in the playoffs? Muskegon, one of those Catholic schools, um, If you had to pick right now, if if you're yeah. allowed to, are you allowed to make a pick? Sure, sure, <laughs> I can
5: handle it. So there, uh, <laughs> I'll be shocked if we're not there in Division Five. I'm shocked. I mean, I think it'll be the Catholic Central West Catholic winner. Um, but there's lots of good teams, as we, are, we already touched on. Division four is really interesting to me. I, I wouldn't rule out South Christian. I, I just thought they lost to Catholic Central on Friday night, 21-12. to 12. I was really impressed, especially with Carson Vista quarterback. I mean, he's dynamic. And when you get into the playoffs, they're not going to play Grand Rapids Catholic Central. They're not going to play right. East Grand Rapids, right. or they lost two back in week two. Um, I think they still have a chance in division four. But we're pretty good in division four, too. Whitehall is a team that I think really has a chance. They're undefeated. Now, they're not playing quite the schedule that South Christian is when they get in their league. But you know, that's a big deal for Whitehall. They were division five, but they opted up to four. Now, some of that probably is to avoid Catholic Central in and West Catholic, but they want it South Christian again because they lost by seven to South Christian in the regional final last year, and they feel yeah. like they can get over that hump. And I think Portland is another team. We count them as part of our viewing area. I know they're kind of between Grand Rapids and Lansing. I think Portland's really good. So I think I'm interested how the bracket falls in D4. And I think one of those three teams, if not two, we'll see if Portland goes east on the bracket get to the get to the finals in division four and goodrich is going to be a team that can make some noise in division four as well and then division three we kind of touched on Seeing the last four so central even coopersville we're going to see coopersville this week against allendale i think coopersville's uh really good in division three east grand rapids beats south christian so division three will be fun to watch i do think muskegon if I had to pick right now, would be the D2 team to get to Fort Field. But there are so many good teams they are going to have to buy, And they're going to be more shores again in the district, oh. right? Probably Reese Puffer maybe again in the district. It's not That's going to crazy. be easy. And then they get to a regional against a, one of the Portage schools or, or Caldonia or Byron Center. It's going to be tough. But I would I would, if I had to pick now, say Muskegon will get there. And then the, the, the million-dollar question is, well, will this be the year Rockford does it? I mean, if okay. there ever was going to be one, I would think it would be this year. They really have everything. But, you know, they have not done well in the playoffs the last few years. So we're going to have to see it. Yep.
1: Well, everybody knows that uh, we're Corona Cavaliers. And, you know, Snooze, who's pretty good on his predictions, has us going east so we can stay away from the west side. It's, so that's <laughs> good for us. A little factoid for you, Jason. I mean, take it for what you will. Corona, every single game they've had a running clock. Eight straight games. Have you ever heard of that before? I don't know what it
5: says. Just a stat. But. Yeah, the Grand Rapids Catholic Central team two years ago that won the state championship. They had a running clock in every game until the state final, and they played Frankenmuth. And And I thought they were going to put the running clock on Frankenmuth in the state final, and (laughs) they didn't. They did not. They won the game, but they won by like 28 or 27 or something. There was never a running clock in the game. So it doesn't happen often. And it's always interesting, wow. right? I mean, when you're that good, what do you do? Yeah. And then you know you're going to get into a game at some point where you're right. going to need to play in the fourth quarter. And if your starters haven't played in the fourth quarter, how are they going to respond? That's where we were with Grown Up it's Catholic Central just this last Friday because they had played seven games all running clocks. Now, they lost the first one to Loyola Academy out of Illinois, one of the biggest schools in the state of Illinois, 45-7. to But then they won six in a row all in running clocks. So how were they going to respond when Mm -hmm. they got in a fourth-quarter game with South Christian? And they did pretty well. They won the game 21-12. They handled it. First game, their starters had to play all four quarters. So that'll be interesting. But Corona's been so impressive. You talked about the Snooze to You maps. I watch those just like you guys do. You know, Belding, being a Belding guy, they're always watching when are they going to play West Catholic and Catholic Central. And a few (laughs) weeks ago, they had Belding in the Corona district. They did. did. Brett Bikita and I do the radio show and I go, we got to be careful what we wish for here. Belding's (laughs) trying to avoid Catholic Central West Catholic. And this was the week after Corona had put it on Goodrich. I was like, now Belding's in the, it doesn't matter where you go in division five, you're going to play somebody really, really good.
1: Well, by that's the way, deep. I just got to say thanks for answering that question because I've been asked by people about the running clock thing. So great answer, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I,
5: I would guess it's probably happened somewhere else before that right. was the one that was yeah. the top of my mind. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's impressive, even through the playoffs to yeah. do it, even through even, the playoffs. And I mean, too. Ted, you're probably you're probably being asked by Corona fans, Ted. Of course. So, and then you, knowing that Catholic Central might be an opponent for Corona down the line, that that'll be a nice, nice little nugget. It's a mental note. Yeah. Stepping away from, from high school just for a minute. Um, The Grand Valley Ferris game this past Saturday was, was a great one. I assume, I don't know if you literally were there, but I know you guys probably had somebody there. Um, Are, are, is Ferris going to make a run? I know they lost to Grand Valley. they going to go back to back to back. Is this a year that Grand Valley gets back up there or what, what do you think of that game uh, over there in Allendale?
5: I was not at it myself. I watched it. It was on television here locally. So I watched, I watched the whole game. I was shocked that it was 35, uh, nothing. And then it got to 35, 28. Um, boy, what a tough question. I, I'll tell you this last year when Grand Valley won the regular season game, I was sure, I was sure that Grand Valley beat them in the playoffs and they didn't. So I'm not going to fall for that again. Uh, I figured Tony and will figure it out and, and Paris will win the playoff game. Who knows what'll happen? It was impressive showing from Grand Valley and, and Scott Wooster in his first year. That was that was a huge game, they played really really well. And you have to love Grand Valley. I mean, they are really good. But I know that Ferris is gonna they're gonna get things figured out. We're gonna see this game in Aylandale in the playoffs. And I'll I'll pick Ferris just because of my mistake last year, and I won't fall for it. But I'll probably be wrong again because I'm always wrong.
2: uh, One last question for me, and speaking of Grand Valley, the biggest play of the game was Kyle Knott making a spectacular one-handed grab. Uh, What do you remember about him uh, back in the Jenison days when he was a quarterback,
5: right? Yeah. Uh, He was phenomenal. Like, just just do this. Go to michigan-football.com and go to Jenison's year-by-year results. And look at the two years they were really good out of the last 15. That's Kyle Knott's junior and senior year. And you just tell me what's going on. I mean, the guy was amazing as a quarterback. He's the fastest guy on the field. I mean, his his agility, uh, he was amazing. I remember Rob Zitman, the head coach there, yeah. amazing coach, great dude. He used to say this about Kyle he's a wow. And that's the best way <laughs> I can describe him. I mean, the guy just makes you say, wow, when you have to play. And then he throws up that one-handed catch right, in the yeah. Ferris game. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Well, a little mid-Michigan note there, the quarterback,
5: uh, Avery Moore, out of New Lothrop, tossed him that ball. So kudos well, I mean, to him. And that dude, it was the difference. In the regular season last game against, last year against Ferris, and in this game too, you know, Ferris has made a living off of running with the quarterback, right? Mm -hmm, Bringing Carson Goldcreen as their second quarterback and running it. Grand Valley started doing that last year with Avery Moore. They beat Ferris in the regular season doing it. And then Moore has a huge game a couple days ago and they, yeah, they win again because of him. He's really special.
3: He is.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Jason, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. You've, you've taken the time out to join us. We really appreciate it. Before we let you go, tell our listeners best spot to catch up with you, probably on the socials if they can't get uh, the Grand Rapids Fox 17 station.
5: Yeah, no, thanks for having me guys. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, so, uh, X now, right? They call it. So I'm Hut 5 on X. Uh, We also have Fox 17 Blitz on X, uh, as well. Facebook, Jason Hutton, Fox 17, um, Instagram jhut five 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 I don't know some ridiculous number of fives because by the time I got around to get on Instagram all the good handles were taken uh, and I'm on I'm on TikTok now so and you Ooh. young guys probably know about that so I'm trying yeah. that trying that <laughs> thing too so yeah lots of fun thanks for having me guys I really appreciate it and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, uh, a coronet on there at Fort Field. yeah oh, um, we'll we'll catch up with you yeah all right, all right Jason thanks Jason.
3: Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Ensure everything local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacob's way.
1: All right, guys. Uh, Always really fun talking with Jason. He's always part of our Prep Pigskin Preview, so that was good stuff. And, you know, here locally, let's talk about a few things. We kind of set it up in the open. Corona, just absolutely dominated Fenton 57 to seven. They came right out of the gates on fire. Jay Nettington finished with 141 yards, a couple touchdowns, but he basically had every carry on that first drive. I think it was only four or five carries and took it to the house. Wyatt Bauer, the man that really makes it all happen, 130 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, including a 57, 41 yarder, throw some other names out that we don't always talk about. Dane Zeman, was the defensive ringleader with seven tackles, four for losses, and two sacks. And how about Braden Anderjack? Uh, you know, normally we talk about him and his kicking, but he's out there on defense, picked off a pass, had six extra points. He had a two-point conversion on a muff snap. And then Parker Isham, you know, they were they were solid in all aspects, had a 38-yard punt return for six. Just again, total domination. And how about the stars division? They went five and one in crossovers. The only stripes win was Holly over Kyle. I mean you know, the smaller schools
2: just dominated the Flint Metro league. this You got to love that. Right. I'm yeah. Sure. Small school pride. I mean, here's the thing that I've noticed just in, in our line of work. And obviously we talk about high school football all the time. And that sort of thing is of all the divisions, division five is the one that's getting a lot of the buzz. It's yeah. not division one. It's not division two. It's not three. It's not four. It's division five. And, and I mean, that's on the smaller side of all the schools in the state out of eight divisions. I mean, how cool is that? And then Corona awesome. happens to be right in the right in the mix of it.
3: I think it's because I mean, you know, you guys definitely know um just as well or better than I do. It seems like D5 is up for grabs. Yeah, like you know, Jason was talking about West Catholic and Catholic Central. They're kind of the, the cream of the crop in D5. Frank and obviously, what Gladwin is the defending champs. Yeah. But otherwise, like it's kind of up for grabs. Some of these other divisions, I feel like it's almost a foregone conclusion who's gonna win it. You know, you Front got Belleville. Belleville Rockford, some of these other teams that are like, they're just probably going to run away with it. D five. I mean, you could probably go down to like the fifth or sixth seed and say that they have a legit shot to win it. So yeah, again, maybe West, those, those Catholic schools over in Grand Rapids are maybe the favorites, but there's no reason that Corona can't win it. I mean, we, we were talking about it before we started recording. Of course, we're very, very proud Corona alums. But this isn't just bias. I mean, at this point, eight games into the season with the numbers they're putting up, the wins that they have, running clock every single game. I mean, that I would be curious to, I don't know who we could snooze to you. I don't know if he'd be the guy or, you know, someone someone at the MHSA. Has that ever happened? I mean, if, if they do it again on Friday against Armada make a running clock, all nine regular season games, running clock. Has that ever happened? I'm sure it has maybe at some point, but yeah, I don't, I no, mean, I'm just trying to say at this point, what they've done, right. we're not just slappies. This is, this is a legitimate state title contender. No, and that's what
2: was cool about Saturday night. And we kind of teased it last week. You know, it's like, they're the only game going. I mean, yeah. D zone, love them or hate them. I think they do, do a good job, you know, as their, whatever their whole thing is covering the state. I mean, if if you're a key player, they're covering you. Yeah, and man. they went to Corona. They've never been to Corona before. They may, probably will never go to Corona again. Right. Uh, so it's just cool seeing all that stuff and kind of Corona being the center of the football world for maybe the only time ever. Probably the only yep. time ever, to be honest. Yeah. And it's
3: Ted. I'd be curious. I mean, you laid it out, and again, we were talking about it before we started recording. Yes, the Bauer twins get get most of the headlines. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Jaden Eddington, obviously, also, and rightfully so. They're, I mean. <laughs> Those are some incredible high school football players that are going to be playing at the next level. But it seems like, Ted, you've watched a lot of their games this year, basically all of them. Yep. Everyone does their job. And watching, you mentioned the D zone, Jared, they interviewed a bunch of the players after the game. And I forget who said it, maybe it was Wyatt or Tarek, but they were saying everyone's doing their job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's offensive line, whether it's even the kicking game, special teams, defense. I mean, it's one of those things where you can go up and down the roster and I don't know if there's a weak spot. You know, sometimes you just have a super dominant run game, but maybe the passing game's not that good. Or, you know, maybe the defense isn't that good. This is just a complete football team. And, you know, it's all about matchups when it comes to the playoffs. And okay. we know how that goes. But there's there's no reason with what they have um, that they aren't capable of making a run to Ford Field. And it's it's really cool to see. And
2: we can do this because we're not in the locker room. We're not coaches. We're not players, whatever. Um, I mean, we can start taking a look at kind of the playoff bracket and how it's starting to lay out. I mean, Snooze to use, uh former 3PV guest, Snooze to you, uh, his latest prediction has Corona going east, which yeah. would, would avoid those big time uh, west side schools that we talk about with Jason Hutton. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see selection Sunday. It'll be very interesting. I know from my senior year, kind of a funny little factoid. Snooze to you picked every game right, except Corona. <laughs> because they're mid-Michigan. You never know which way they're going to go. Right. So, right. it'll be a really fun day on Saturday Sunday to see which way they're going to go.
3: I'm trying to remember. So he was wrong with your team. Did you end up with a better uh bracket than what he predicted?
2: We no, uh, no. I mean, okay. we went I mean, we went east, which led to Country Day in regional. Right. Right. So yeah, wasn't the happiest, but uh <laughs> right. would have been nice to go west that year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the district was okay for you. It was just that regional against Country Day. Before we leave the Cavaliers, I have been doing tons of research this season, even Mm -hmm. though I'm kind of – halfway into it but uh you know you come on you're all you're all the way in now yeah, yeah i'm sold i'm in <laughs> more than sure. you've ever been yeah well yeah you're right about that <laughs> yeah. to tell you the truth but you know this current of team you hear all the comparisons you know are they the greatest team ever well obviously if they go 9-0 and and go deep in the playoffs they can definitely stake their claim right now i mean running clock all eight games they've outscored their opponents 376 to 45 in eight games right so it's 47 offensively 5.6 defensively and you know everybody always talks about the 76 team and they they were a fantastic team they very well could have won the state championship but if you look at the numbers you know you look just at numbers uh they outscored their opponents 279 to 56 they had a couple close games they beat duran 12 to 7 uh and they beat alma 14 to 7 so they had a couple close games in that season where this year's team has been unch- unchallenged now jared i know you really love it when i get into the bob coozy stuff so let's go back the final comment let's go back a little deeper we all we know about my dad's team and bill strigo and all that stuff but the 19 <laughs> the mid-1950s guys you may have forgot about it you may not know about it the 1955 team won the class C state championship by pretty much every media outlet. They outscored their opponents in a nine game season, three fifty-seven to 13. And they actually had one starting with the uh, 53 class. They won 33 consecutive games in that area. That's a dominant team right there. So if you're ever going to, if you're going to compare this team to any Corona Cavalier team, I think you got to go back to 55.
3: That's, pre that's pre nick and Nice, right he wasn't the coach of that team that's pre nick and Nice. and
1: okay. t- a little sidebar in my research uh 1962 bear with me 1962 corona went 0-9 they were outscored 355 355- 18 oh. so what did the superintendent of schools do that was ray dennis yeah, at the time put a little call out to new lothrop and said nick come on over here we're going to give you a raise and cool. uh you know the next year corona went eight and one by the way they had a couple two or three pretty good players that transferred from new lothrop to come to play for nick at corona too so got to do what you got to do right
3: so that, that school of choice was going all the way back then, too, for Corona, right? We're kind of um,
2: underground,
1: though. Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Remember
2: yep. remember at the beginning of the pod when we were talking about how the people who don't know who Corona is <laughs> are rooting for them to, to lose? I think they just threw their phone out of their car. So I, a good thing we don't got to cater to that audience anymore.
1: Yeah, but you got to admit some pretty impressive stats. Now, going down the list real quick, like Chessonine pounded Lakeville. Who hasn't? 65 yeah. to nothing. Braden Florian, 378. Five touchdowns. Give me the
2: give me the Trace Tokar stats. What do you got?
1: You want that one?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah the it's Marauders great. keep their playoff hopes alive. Thirty-four to six over Mount Morris. Tokar, hundred yards, two scores.
2: <laughs> that's like an Easter egg uh, on the spot every every day every week we get the tra- the tra- 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 Trace Tokar stats
1: you got to get the guys that are doing the job how about Owasso yes. though the Trojans as I mentioned the uh, Stripes division took care of business they beat uh, Swartz Creek in the crossover almost doubled up the score 36 20 it was St. Patrick's night at Wilman. I spent some time writing that one boys uh, running back <laughs> Clay Patrick ran for 230 had a couple touchdowns his brother Liam had a rushing TD pass for two more and had three picks
2: on defense. Pretty impressive win there by the Trojans.
1: Uh, in the your Morris... opinion,
2: or Before we get, uh, yeah, yeah, I know we're trying to keep it tight and we, we normally do yep. in your opinion. Do you actually feel like this is a Waso team? That's kind of for, for the first time in a long, long, long time. seems to be in the right direction.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I, I think coach tiner has got them going the right way. Hey, that stripes division's really tough as we know, you know, and, uh, the one game I think they'd like to go back and and maybe get a win was Clio. They, their quarterback was out, so they had the backup quarterback in the game. They were ahead at halftime, but then let it fall apart in the second half. But you know, that was a four-win four, t- four win team for sure, and maybe five. And I agree, they've turned the corner, I think. So the future's looking bright for the Trojans. A uh, couple other quick scores, Morris over Vestaberg, no problem. Nate man football, 52 to nothing. Joel Fisher, 134. Yards and two touchdowns. And I think we talked about it off air, but uh, Lakewood mm, beat beat Perry 18 to 7. Lakewood got the first W of the season. They were winless and now 15 and oh all time against the Ramblers. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they got their number, man.
3: They just have their number, and like we've talked about, that was Perry's chance to get to six wins for the first time in basically 30 years. They obviously still have a game, you know, this week, so they still have a chance to get there. So it would be really cool to not just because I have uh, some nephews on the team, but yeah, it'd be really cool story locally to have yeah, Perry's first trip ever to the playoffs. It really would. Well,
1: good luck to them in week nine. Well, that's it, boys. Prep Spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency. And uh, we're going to talk a little college football, a little uh, professional football right after this.
4: Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380.
3: Corey Shook & Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service and real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at coreyshook.com, and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services.
2: All right, guys. I mean, we we teased it a little bit at the top. We're living in like a Twilight Zone episode. It feels like, uh, I mean, Ted, did you ever wake up for hip surgery? It's probably how you got to be feeling right about now. It's, it doesn't make, it's, it's unbelievable. The most, honestly, the most unbelievable part is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe it, man. Uh, a big win. It was ugly. Um, I didn't walk away from that game going, wow, we're really good. My more so take was Baker Mayfield really struggled. I felt like he missed a few key throws that could really change the tide of that game. But it's the NFL. You you take wins where you get them. Uh, The creamsicle uniforms were incredible uh, for the Buccaneers. But another game, another win for the Lions. I mean, how do we feel?
3: See, I I don't walk away with that that win necessarily being like, hand us the Super Bowl right now. But I actually walk away with it more of a believer uh, in the Lions because they went on the road. The Buccaneers were only one loss at the time, leading their division, playing really well. One of the best defenses in the league. A great defensive line, um, you know, just overall a great defense. And, you know, early on, clearly it was a struggle. The, D, the Lions offense was struggling to kind of move the ball. Golf. you know, they were struggling to move the ball overall. David Montgomery gets hurt, of course. And, you know, that you're down to your third running back, Craig Reynolds. And they just... Like, they don't flinch. I mean, they're just a complete, really good football team. You know, Ben Johnson adjusted the offense. Clearly, Aaron Glenn and the defense adjusted. And like you said, they made the day hard for uh, Baker Mayfield, who had been playing well this season. Um, I walked away with it thinking this is one of the most complete teams in the NFL. I mean, they, they were down a couple offensive linemen. You know, didn't seem to really affect the Lions. Like I said, down to your third running back. They finally got Jamison Williams involved. Um, the defense just is lights out. I mean, they're just, they're not letting teams move the ball at all. They're creating turnovers. Um, Jack Fox, the punter, is even having a great season. So Got a game ball. Got a game ball. So that's, what I mean, kind of like what you said, uh, Jared. I, I walked away from this game. They got the Ravens coming up this weekend, so that'll be another great test. But I walked away from this game thinking there's no reason they can't win the NFC. Just a, a very good football team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what could you not like about this Detroit Lion team? I mean, next man up mentality. Right. Uh, it's unreal that they just plug and play. And the turnaround by the defense. Yeah, they had a couple good draft choices, but Branch didn't play in that game. And, you know, this defense, how they turned it around. Remember, it was a year ago. They were just pitiful, Awful. you know, for the most part.
2: Don't you still? I mean, it might create. I still feel like they're kind of standing on their head. I, I I don't know why I feel that way. Again, everything other than that Seattle game has shown they're an elite defense. But yeah, I just I can't buy into it. Am might my alone there.
1: No, yeah, I, I think I think they are one of the better defenses in the NFL. I really do. I mean. You know, the, the, the defensive line has stepped up. The linebacker core seems good. The secondary, man, it's just like Tracy Walker comes back. I mean, that guy was laying lumber. It was, yep. it was amazing.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the level, you know, people, you know, I, mean, I think we've talked about Alex Anzalone um, yeah, yeah. at times. And, I mean, he's, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, that he guy is. is just a leader of the defense. He makes plays all over the place. Jack Campbell's getting more reps, reps. So, clearly, he's probably getting more comfortable in the NFL. I mean, the defensive line, we've talked about it. They didn't really have a ton of sacks yesterday, but they were pressuring Baker Mayfield left and right. Um, you know, they're creating turnovers, like I said, and and they're down guys. Brian Branch didn't play. You know, Gardner Johnson now has been out for a few games. He's probably done for the season. Um, Cam Sutton was a great signing. He's making plays all over the place. So, honestly, I, th- I think, like, in today's NFL – it's not 1985 bears or it's not you know the early right. 2000s ravens no you know you're not necessarily going to shut teams out every week so you know what the lions are doing defensively to me is more than enough given what the offense is doing you know tampa's tampa's defense is no joke and jared goff threw for 353 yards you know so and I know like I am I'm, I'm not the biggest golf fan. I, I 100% think that he's more than capable and very good. I I hope they sign him to an extension. They should. At this point, I don't want them to let him go and you know go back to the rookie route and stuff like that. No, he's he's young enough, he's good enough. Give him give him an extension. You've got Hendon Hooker who you're hopefully is going to come into like a backup role. Mm-hmm. G- give golf his money. He's done enough. He deserves it. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, and two players really that just completely stand out to me is Well, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I mean, he's he's a Pro Bowl receiver. I mean, they they got a steal when they got him. I mean, 12 catches, 125, a TD. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the backup running back, Craig Reynolds. (laughs) One of the greatest blocks I've seen in a long time, man. It was just picture perfect. Two guys with one hit. Came
2: out of nowhere, yeah. Too, and there, and uh, God, I shouldn't. I think it was Josh Reynolds who had a great block on that play too, as well. But doesn't get the credit when right. initially kind of sprung Amon ra to the outside. Came from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> great play. That's a football player right there, Craig Reynolds. You can definitely see he doesn't have that burst uh, right. that uh, Montgomery has when you saw him kind of take over in the second half. Just like wow, they kind of really lost something in this running game, but. In terms of heart and playing hard, there's a reason they kept him on the roster. Remember the whole hard knock story from last year, yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's cool to see him one get his first touchdown last week and then a big time block, um, this week. But as for Amon Ra, I- I'm right there with you, he's taken over my mantle as my favorite Lions player ever. He really wow. has. Wow, wow, for those who keep track, the guys who that have been, uh, it was Golden Tate for a long, right. long time, then Jamal Williams took it for one year, <laughs> now it's on to Amon Ra. Um, so he again i don't have the football mind to explain why he's good it doesn't make sense he's just always open he's he's fearless he's tough he never uh, drops the ball great locker room guy great hands uh you gotta love him my one itsy bitsy complaint they can't they can't they were not getting home to baker mayfield with four rushers right. and as you guys know that's kind of my what quote-unquote pillar of success in the nfl got to get right. home with four you do hutchinson had a quiet game this isn't about hutchinson he did to me. This is, I think, they are still a trade away, they're a piece away. I don't know if it's, a, it's a, a hunter from the Vikings, uh, as an edge rusher, somebody like that who's already got seven sacks on the year. I think they still need to make a trade, uh, to bring in some help on that pass rush.
3: That's fair. And you know, they, they talk about even blitzing the Lions don't blitz, you know, no. on you know, they do, but not, not like overly blitz heavy, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a fair criticism. Because, yeah, they, like I said, they, they were pressuring Mayfield, but he was – They had to bring rushers. Yeah, he, they were having to blitz or, you know, stuff like that. So th- I think that's a fair criticism. I do think the running back room could be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, Goff can do it through the air, clearly. You know, he's, he's more than capable. But if Montgomery is going to be out for a significant amount of time, you know, Gibbs is supposed to be back this week against the Ravens, but you don't know because he really hasn't been used a whole lot already – so if he's supposed to be the starter and then you've got Craig Reynolds who great story, but he is not a number one running back no. in the NFL. So that might be a place where kind of like you saying, like a trade away. I don't know if they need to go out and sign, sign some veteran. That's still a free agent just for depth, you know, just, just for depth, even just to have in case Gibbs can't stay healthy or in case Montgomery is out for long. Cause it, as great as golf has been, with Laporta and Jamison Williams, maybe coming on Josh Reynolds. Like you said, you know, obviously St. Brown, you got to have a run game. I mean, you, you have gotta to be able to honest. run the ball. So I, so that would maybe be one thing that I, I feel well, it, like keep an eye on like the running back room.
2: Montgomery is as much. As we love him. He's electric black visor. Best part. <laughs> he needs to be injury prone. And, and that was what was concerning is when they're kind of describing it's like oh he's had this rib injury dating back to his days in Chicago. Oh. Uh they did that. they did the x-ray the the results were negative. So mm. this is clearly just some nagging injury that's probably going to plague him I mean the rest Forever. of his career. Right. So I, I don't know that makes me nervous. He's good. He's electric. He's dynamic. I would agree he's a better runner than Jamal Williams was. Um I you just got to worry about him staying on the field especially when you have Gibbs who's a rookie, but also he's not built like an NFL, typical NFL running back. He can't handle, in my opinion, like 30 plus touches a game. Right. So right. when they're really riding Montgomery, like they have been the last couple of weeks, it just makes me nervous. Like you said, it's, it's Reynolds is not that guy. So is that a trade that's going to have to be made down the line? I could see it. I think you're right. I, it, it, it's starting to become a little bit of an issue, which is a strong point of this team is that running back room. But I mean, durability is the number one, uh, skill that you can have right. and i wonder about that with those two guys
1: oh it's good news uh, was that official he has no break or anything it's just uh, uh like up, that, during the game,
2: that was negative yeah yeah okay well but that's together, good news. that almost is more concerning it's what he's just this is always gonna be something he's gonna deal with
1: yeah but they'll they'll hook him up with a cortisone or some kind of shot before the game big, i would assume big like
3: chest protector pad yeah. or whatever you know yeah. but uh,
1: and one final thing on this team you know we're, we i mean th- they have great depth that offensive line is really one of the major reasons that and Ben Johnson yeah. that golf has really stepped up but you well, look at that coaching staff i mean starting with Campbell and then the defensive coordinator and offense coordinator i mean they're as solid as any in the league right now they're they're yeah. clicking man
3: yeah they, like i said even like you the coaching staff they they're just yeah. a complete sound football team even you know kicking and like we said punting yeah. They're just—they're all around, just good. And maybe it's partly as Lions fans, we've never seen this maybe since 1991. No. We keep talking about it. like there was always something that was right. weak right. with the Lions all, through this, all those Stafford years. There was always something yep. that wasn't good. This this team—it's all right there. Maybe maybe running back might become an issue right now. It's not not an issue, but and, and we've no. gotten
1: past the. SOL stage. I mean, we're officially past it. Right. We're, yeah. we're all in on this team. Here,
2: the, they're, um, PJ, Fle- and just to, yeah, we are. Uh, SOL's out in terms of the everybody kind of operating in single, like you're talking about, Matt. I mean, this is when PJ Fleck has his comment, row the boat. I mean, this, this franchise is rowing the boat. Yep. You got all the coordinators are in sync. Campbell, Brad Holmes, they're all on the same page. Martha Ford, the owner, for once, kind of seems to be just kind of stepping aside, letting them do their thing. Yeah. You got to love it. Um, where do you guys see, I mean, I know I threw it out last week. That's like, I feel like this team, if, if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you got to get that bye. we mm-hmm. saw two big losses from the 49ers um, Eagles. and the Eagles. I mean, is that basically what your guys TV viewing is turning into on Sundays is all right, let's hope the lions win. And then let's just root against the Eagles and the 49ers.
3: I'm, I'm still at the point maybe because I've just been watching the lions too long. I, I still mostly keep the eye on, I do. Yeah. Eagles 49ers, but the division opponents, I'm always just like I want the Vikings, Bears, and Packers to lose every week so that division is just wrapped up, just win the division. Yeah, the first round bye is great for sure, but I I keep it on Packers, Bears, Vikings, keep losing games so the Lions stay two, three games ahead so when they have that, you know, if they slip up a game or two, it's not going to affect them too much.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that a little bit there, Matt, but also I have to admit that – The uh, NFL schedule here locally was perfect because I was right there with Jared going against the Eagles and the 49ers and both games were on, you know, so that was, that was awesome.
2: Do you, a lot of people are saying, and I saw, I think Stephen A. Smith is the one that said it, where he basically said like the Lions are the best team in the the NFC. Honestly, I'm all about drinking the Kool-Aid. I still, th- I'm still terrified of the Eagles. I, I that team almost seems like better than the Lions at every position, almost like a better version, better, more experienced version of the Lions. I'm terrified of them. Uh, are I mean, you guys I, not feeling that way? Are you scared of nobody? Because I, I, I'm not ready to go fully all the way Super Bowl or bust with this team yet.
3: I, I think to me, this team's proven they can beat anyone. I mean, they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. I still would say the Chiefs fully healthy are probably right now better than the lions, even though the lions beat them just because they've proven it multiple super bowls and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, everything else. So kind of similar with the Eagles, the Eagles have done it in the playoffs and, you know, they've, they've done all that, but I wouldn't, I think the lions can beat anyone in the league. I don't
5: know. Right.
1: Yeah. Out of those two teams, I would, I would be more, a little bit more afraid of San Francisco, even though they got the young quarterback who had probably his worst game Purdy taken over, but uh I 100% agree. If you're going to get to the Super Bowl, you need to play for that home field. Do you want to go out to San Francisco for an NFC Championship game? No, Eagles. If you went to the Eagles, be a little different. I think they could play with them, but going out west scares me a little bit. If they I mean, have Jared Goff said it,
2: we got the best effing fans in the in the league this yes. year. I, I don't know if I'd always say that. Like I think the Eagles. That you just can't compete with like that Philadelphia fan base or Boston right. fan base. But this year, with everything that the whole lifetime of SOL, like this, this is the number one home field advantage I think in the entire league. So yes. I think home field is is critical. I think looking ahead, I mean, next week at Baltimore. After that, you got Monday night versus Las Vegas. If they can go, if they can get through these two games, and they're sitting at seven and one after two pretty formidable tests, especially at Baltimore this upcoming week. That's when I will come out on this podcast and say the Lions are going to win it all. I need to see them win these two
4: games though. Yeah, well, if we'll they're see what happens. S-
3: seven and one or six and two going into that bye week, hopefully seven and one. Of course, but you—it's it, hard not to drink the Kool Aid if, if they're sitting there,
1: especially if you look at the back end of the schedule. Right, it, looked, it looks pretty favorable for sure. Yeah. I'm actually contemplating. Uh-oh. Thanks. Well, the family's kind of spread out this year on Thanksgiving, thinking about going down for the Thanksgiving game. I'm just uh, checking out pricing and whew, I was going to say, <laughs>
3: I was going to say this year, it's got to be pricey because, I mean, all the season tickets that they sold and obviously how they're playing. Let me yeah, was... let me
2: put a, let, let me put a birdie in your ear. Yeah, there's a, there's going to be a tailgate that I'm probably going to Monday night football in a couple weeks. I know you're retired, so you got nothing going on that Monday. Ah. Put it on the calendar. You're going. Are you going to the game? Uh, it might need you to fund that. <laughs> in, in that. <laughs> well, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't know if I got the funds to, to just swing $400 ticket, but uh, I will at least be tailgating and Sounds watching good. the game in some, some way or another at a bar or something like that in Detroit.
3: Oh, that's not a bad which, thought. Which is a good time too. yeah. Go yeah. to a tailgate, be amongst all the fans and then yeah, go, go catch it at a bar down the road from Ford field. But
1: I'll keep that in mind. Well, speaking of tailgate, uh they don't tailgate any better than they do down in Ann Arbor. And uh, yeah. wow, what a game, uh, what a, what a season so far. I mean, we're, we're all still giddy.
3: Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't get to, we didn't have the chance to do our, our normal post-game reaction videos. So the, kind of our first thoughts, um, yeah, you know, the, the, a slow start, slow start, slow start. you know, Indiana is that weird team. They're always, they do gimmicky stuff. They had two freshman quarterbacks. that were rotating in and out and they talked about the one freshman quarterback hadn't played. So maybe you didn't know what, kind of quarterback he was mm-hmm. so you know the defense had to figure that out the weather was crappy so you know maybe just an overall weird slow start but after after indiana went up 7-0 michigan went on a 52-0 to run <laughs> i mean like you know it's one of those things like if if you just look at the box score the end the, the final score you don't even know that. And if you didn't watch, you don't even know that that first quarter was like very Indiana dominated the first quarter. So, you know, this Michigan team, it's similar to what we said about the Lions, similar to what we're saying about Corona. Um, This is the year. I mean, Michigan, there's no reason that they can't win a national championship this year. They're strong at every position. That offensive line is just dominant. They don't even have to use Donovan Edwards right now. I mean, that's kind of a talking point, but, he could be the number He'd one running fine. back. I'd be team. happy, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious, really, how he feels about his right. touches. I, he's going to say all the right things, but I, I just there's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad to say about this team. Harbaugh has this, those dudes just playing for everyone, playing great football. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm I'm like on cloud nine right now with Michigan football. I, I feel like I haven't seen you know a team like this in, since '97, since he, he, you know back then.
2: I agree this Michigan's awesome but you know what's the real bummer this week is it's rivalry week it's Michigan Michigan State and I feel like it's like we could give a shit less. This game is the least hyped game I've ever seen in my life between these two teams. Do
1: you think, think that's sure. dangerous?
3: Yeah. At all. Maybe.
2: Maybe. I, I to be honest I, I my favorite bet of the week is Michigan minus 24 and a half or 23 and a half I think. They're going to bludgeon them. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. There's not even like a Mel Tucker like you think about last year. It's like what was fun about killing them last year? It's like Mel Tucker's on the sideline to kind of
3: yeah.
2: yeah right now it's like what do you it's like it's like beating a dead horse it's like how many i, I don't know it's not fun watching michigan state in this state that they're in right now Yeah. i was never, it does uh, 10 years old and they're beating us every year but right. that's where i'm at now it's like i just want this team to be a good matchup man it's, it's supposed to be the most fun game of the year every year yeah
3: it does almost feel like i know ted before you jump in like no. it, it, it feels like i mean michigan state's gonna play their super bowl they're gonna play their their game of the season they want to ruin everything about michigan's season so i i wouldn't be shocked if They go up 7-0 if the first quarter is similar to Indiana. Yeah. A little bit of a battle, 10-7 after the first quarter, something like that. But it'd be hard for me not to see Michigan down, you know, through the whole game, end up winning by at least 20, 30, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if from the jump they go out and win by 50 also. Just overall, they're just so much better than Michigan State this year, but Michigan State's going to play their their best game of the season.
1: They'll play hard, but, I mean, how deflating – is that loss to Rutgers though? When you look at it, up twenty-four to six, and right. just totally gave it away. You know, think of the momentum they would have had if they had won that game in New Jersey, coming back to play Michigan. New quarterback—that's you know, got to quarterback affect it. their
2: mentality.
1: You're, that's the, the thing, thing with the guy them,
2: guys entering the transfer portal left and right. They, these coaching staff—they can't totally be bought in. I mean, they're probably searching for what their next job is going to be right now. Right? Yeah. Scary thought for them. So I, I don't know. It just feels like a program that's in disarray. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I don't like being the bully. I really don't. That's what Michigan's going to be this weekend. Am, am I crazy? You, you guys really – I know I'm normally the guy that's like, I'll never count Michigan State out. I'm counting them out. I just <laughs> am. 23 and a half. Yeah. I mean, Washington beat Michigan State by what was that like? It felt like 50 points. Right. You don't think Michigan could beat them by four scores?
3: Yeah. I, that seems I think like they a money to me. I think they definitely can. I just – you know, I think maybe Michigan State comes out and does every goofy thing possible. Flea flickers every other play, and double reverse passes every other play. You know, if, I don't even. I haven't looked at the weather. It, like if the weather is crazy, you know, you never know what right. can happen.
2: Night game, night game. Yeah. Right. Well, what if, what if, what if? I mean, I've, I'll be honest. I'm watching these games, and they, they announced that D'Antonio was on the staff. It's like, what the hell is he even doing? Doesn't he's mm-hmm. like not even wearing a headset? What if they brought him on, and it's like literally for seven weeks, he's just been game planning Michigan.
4: <laughs> that would make me nervous.
2: Now, if that came out, I'd be like, oh, we're in, for, we're in for a hell of a night, but I, I don't think that happens.
1: So. Still got to have the players and uh, right. Michigan's obviously better player for player without a doubt. It still does make me a little nervous. I have to have to, it's Michigan state. It's yep. Michigan state, man.
3: Seen a lot At of home. weird games. You have seen, you know, I, you got, I can games.
2: definitely see this game getting very, I know a basically got out in front of us and said, we're not like just another team. We're not, we're not trying to kill them or whatever. We're not, we don't, hold any hatred toward him for what happened last year. But I could see third quarter Michigan really putting it on them. Like things could get very chippy and it it could be interesting. Uh You just hope there's no suspensions. I know Michigan doesn't have any big games coming up for a a little while, but you just hope nothing like that happens and it kind of messes with Michigan's season.
3: I
1: hope I'm back Uh, to the hotel room by then. You're right,
3: yeah. (laughs) And really either way, like say Michigan State hangs around, you know they're going to be chippy. Or if Michigan's up by 34 points – and, you know, still running the ball, still throwing a little bit. Yeah, Michigan State might get a little chippy. So hopefully none of that stuff happens because that does kind of take away from it a little bit.
2: Isn't – I will say the one thing that's kind of nerdy, it's like everything's going too perfect right now. For Michigan, yeah. for Corona, <laughs> for the Lions, Yeah, Michigan State would be the perfect spoiler. It really would. So I, I'm kind of going back on what I said. I don't know. You're, you can't ever count them out. You can't, You're right?
1: you're on record of saying, yeah, Michigan's going to cover the twenty-four and a half. I'm going to say they don't, but I still see them winning by twenty. You know, right. hopefully.
3: I think I think they cover. Like I said, I I think I could see a, a slow start. Like I said, ten-seven, something like that after the first quarter. But I just think they're so good at adjusting. I f- I forget the numbers right now, but coming out of halftime, they just destroy teams in the second half, in the third quarter. Like, yeah. They're so good at adjusting. So if it's a somewhat of a close game in the first quarter, I think they're gonna go in that locker room and basically be like, what the hell are we doing? This like Michigan State is terrible. What are we doing?
1: Well, the biggest factor is gonna be how can Michigan State
2: score on that defense? Right. You know? Yeah, that's why like, it could be it could be a scary night. Um, what are you just to bring us back down maybe to earth, make it <laughs> get us a little bit nervous? What did you guys make of the whole Ward manual post game comments, Jim Harbaugh? Gave kudos to all the assistant coach. Ward Manuel comes from the clouds with the awkward. Well, you didn't congratulate yourself, Jim, and, and Jim's always awkward. So he had some awkward comeback. I'm really worried about their their relationship. I really am, and I know this is kind of a team that's built for this year. And we saw the schedule next year. It's going to be hell. Oh, yeah, uh, it'll be fun to watch, but it'll be hell. I, I'm just worried Jim Harbaugh might have one foot out the door already with this roster. Are you guys there? I know, I don't. I hate talking about it year for year, game after game, but. Right there's something that makes us talk about it every week. So there's got to be something to it.
3: I don't know. I, like my gut says Harbaugh is as committed to Michigan as he ever has been. Like he wants to be there. It is weird that, I don't know if it's Ward Manual, the school, you know, I don't know. It's weird that they won't just give him a long-term contract. Like I just, what, what's the holdup? Yeah, they've been I, talking I get, about it. Right. I get maybe after, you know he was losing to Ohio State every year. Maybe they were a little hesitant to do it then. When he's interviewing with NFL teams, but at this point, back to back playoff appearances, man, give him give him a lifetime contract. Like I mean, like give him the Nick Saban. Just you know, you're you're here. You know, um, a ten year
1: deal with uh, the highest paid coach in the Big Ten ought to get it done, shouldn't it?
3: You would think. I mean, he,
2: he, he seems probably as, wants to be number one in the country, I bet, or I don't know that you might know more than me, but what is that? What he wants is number one.
3: I mean, the, the thing at the things I've read, like John, U. bacon was tweeting about it and he's wrote stories about it or articles or whatever about it is that Harbaugh, all he ever says, he doesn't ever say like, I want to be the highest paid coach. All he ever says is. Like, you know, those kind of lines, like he wants to be somewhere where he's appreciated or he wants to be somewhere where they want me. I mean, that's him basically saying, I want to be the highest paid coach in (laughs) at least the Big Ten. When he sees Mel Tucker making more than him, when he sees James Franklin making more than him and, you know, obviously, you know, Urban Meyer was, you know, right. He's basically saying, pay me more than these dudes that I'm beating up on. Like, what are you guys doing? So, and, and, and,
2: and it's one of those things where I could see them like having this negotiation. No negotiation. Just give it to him.
3: Right. Give him the bag. What are you What are you negotiating? Like, right?
2: Because <laughs> that might it might be he might be taking that as a slap in the face. Like, right. are you are really going to be like nickel and diming me over like a couple million or whatever? I, I know that, sound, that sounds that scouts crazy, but right? Really, you're going to nickel and dime me over a couple million or this or that? Like, just just whatever he says is not, he wants, give it to him.
1: Does He's he still not have an agent? Is that still a fact? That's, I don't. I mean, that's.
3: Yeah, he wow. he's his own agent, so give him
1: what he wants. And and your original question, Jared, you know when I first heard that, I I saw it on Twitter or whatever, where Emmanuel said that. I didn't think much of it. I thought, hey, that's cool, AD sending a shout out to Jim after he says all these good things about his assistants. Then I started getting nervous after you posted
2: something. Yeah, it, it was just a weird interaction. Yeah, but again, everything with Jim is weird, so I don't. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he meant it, nothing by it, but it also
3: it also is just kind of weird because you know, Harbaugh has been, especially the last few years, so much about the players. Whether it's awkward, those on field interviews after the game, he always like answers really quickly and then says, like a player. here, JJ, here, JJ, here, Blake. Come on right. in here, you know, whatever. He's so yeah. much about the players and the and the coaches on his staff. So for like Ward Manual to chime in awkwardly like that, but then yeah. knowing that they can't see eye to eye with the well, contract. Everybody like, do not
2: see eye to eye either, so it's like that's what was also weird. And everybody yeah. knows that it was Ward Manual that basically put this suspension on Harbaugh at the start of the year, right? With the free Harbaugh shirts, yeah. Just, just do shut you guys, up, Ward. I, Again, I was gonna, we can find. I think it was Joel Klatt or Colin Howard decided. Like, we can find another pencil pusher, Excel spreadsheet guy to feel the AD position. You don't find another Jim Harbaugh, right? <laughs>
1: That's really true. And you think though that it's a hundred percent that Manuel was behind the whole thing? Do you think Harbaugh totally said, "I don't agree with that," or, or do you think he just went along with it because that's the way it was?
2: Either what? How? What else do you read into what those shirts were? Week one. What? Why else would the? I mean, maybe the players are just weird like that. It made no sense, but yeah, you know, self-imposed suspension, self-imposed yeah, it was
3: I mean, but, I wouldn't be surprised if if Harbaugh was like okay with it. know, if they were like, "Hey, we're gonna do this self-imposed suspension," try and just move on, and maybe Harbaugh was like, "Cool, yep, all
2: right." I I hope that's what happened. I mean, just everything I've learned about Harbaugh, he seemed like I just don't see him doing that. I don't. You might be right, and we haven't heard anything about it. And I'm just trying to create controversy out of nothing with the Ford (laughs) manual thing. But I don't. It's hard for me to believe Harbaugh did that, but maybe he did. I don't know. Well, either way,
3: either way, what what a time for this podcast,
2: man. What
1: a yeah, I mean, time. We, we could
3: go on for hours talking about Corona, <laughs> Michigan, Lions. Right. It's. But pretty, I think what we'll had do. Had,
2: little, go ahead, Jared. If you had to pick, I guess it's kind of stupid because it's high school. I'm not. I'm never. I was gonna say if you had to pick one team that's gonna like lose the steam or, or have that big loss. How do I pick? Just forget that question.
3: No, me. that no. I, I like that's a fair question because when you were talking about like losing, I, th- I think you were talking about with Michigan, like. Because just how different college football in the NFL is. Lions could slip up against the Ravens this weekend. And yeah, as fans, we'd be like, ah, man. But they could still be fine. They could still win the division, make the playoffs. You know, if Michigan slips up against Michigan State, loses to Penn State, that I mean, that could derail the whole season. Right, sure. You know, and obviously Corona's at a point right now where they're heading to the playoffs, you lose, you're out. So yep. um, to answer your question, I mean. I'd be okay with the Lions losing a game or two. Michigan and Corona right now, you know, they're almost at the point where I don't want them, can't lose. (laughs) Pretty much can't, yeah. But also
1: kind of along the same vein, if I'm, you know, I'm watching Corona win a state championship or I'm watching the Lions win a Super Bowl, I I don't, that's a tough call, you know, which one's going to grab me more? I I think Corona winning a state championship would do it.
2: It has to, that cool. has to be your answer. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All but would be you know, very sweet, but all the pain from the lions, and I, you know, I've been watching right. them a long time, but yeah, our cavaliers, if they can pull it off, they get their heads together and make it happen. We as after we talked to Jason there, he didn't make me feel any more confident. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it know, is it is funny. I mean, you just hold like I said, I mean we I mentioned it earlier, it's like you just you just I if you want to win a state title, you're going to have to beat Catholic Central at some point. Yep, you got. You, I just let just. I'd rather. I'd rather see Corona make it to Ford Field, and right. then you let the chips fall where they may. So nice. let's just, just Selection Sundays. It's going to be a big deal. It really it is. is.
3: It, I, right. I went to. Uh, I was talking to some buddies in, in our, our uh, group text. I sent them a screenshot of Catholic Central's Twitter bio. They're they're like football handles Twitter bio. And it was just listing all of their state championships. <laughs> it was just yeah, like, oh, man, this program is just killer. So, but hey, man, like we said, we don't have to get into it again. We're already running long. Corona has yeah. every chance this year. Corona, yeah. everything is there for him.
1: Hey, we've seen upsets before, so it can definitely happen. All right, let's have a quick entertainment tonight and get the heck out of here, fellas. Dr. Ashraf Albana will be again hosting a Monday walk-in clinic to evaluate orthopedic sports injuries for youngsters and high school athletes. Certified Physician Assistant Tara Rakoski and Certified Athletic Trainer Alan Getzinger will also be assisting Dr. Albana. The clinic will be on the second floor of the Now Building at the campus of Memorial Healthcare in Owasso. The clinic allows for x-rays to be taken and reviewed, access to an advanced 3T MRI, CT scan, or further imaging. The clinic will be held every Monday through October 16th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. For more information, call 989-541-BONE or visit memorialhealthcare.org.
0: All
1: right, guys, let's wrap up the program with a little uh, entertainment tonight. Uh, I'm going to start in music. Uh, You know, I'm an old geezer, as you know, not as old as these guys. Uh, the Rolling Stones dropped a new album, and oh, I got to tell you guys, wow. I, you got to check it out because okay. it's called Hackney Diamonds. They have uh, special guests. It's like the young kids nowadays have special guests as their, you know, on their on their songs. They they have Lady Gaga, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, the late Charlie Watts, Mick and Keith are eighty, Ron Wood is seventy five. But I'm telling you, man, if you're if you're a Rolling Stones fan or an old time classic rock and roll fan, it's a it's unbelievable. Nobody mm. can do this nowadays. I mean, at their age, and this, their music is completely viable. It's good. It's a right. good album.
2: I appreciate honestly. I that's the best thing I've ever heard about the Rolling Stones. Is that they're st- they're still firing. They still got albums going. I never got it with them. I don't understand. I don't yeah, like even yeah. looking at their. I just did a quick to make sure I'm not an idiot. I looked up their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. I, it's not exactly the Beatles w- oh what is it God. about them why does the it's obsession pretty damn out?
1: near the Beatles if you if you just have Alexa or whatever and listen actually sit there and listen to their music I mean maybe it's a generational thing very well could be I think they're right behind the Beatles and yeah. number two but all they're time. not
2: more they're not almost more so not necessarily that the, I, I, apparently their music is great but they're it not really more like. so building off of the fact like kind of more of the name Mick Jagger like the Symbol of the Rolling Stones more than I guess what their music actually sounds like. Mm
3: -hmm. To me, or is
2: that not? Is that wrong?
3: That's right. I grew up. I'd be curious. Yeah, Ted obviously disagrees with that. I grew up listening to classic rock. I mean, we've talked about music before. I I I have a great appreciation for classic rock. I've never never liked them. Not not like I never liked them, but just never like seen the intrigue. I guess kind of like what Jared said. I you know I know a lot of their songs. They have a ton of hits, of course, but the Stones to me. Just kind of, eh. Is their
2: logo the tongue? That's that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more so, like, in my lifetime, at least. It's not really that their music has stuck around. It's their, it's the logo, it's the name. I mean, great band name, to be honest. Rolling Stone's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's again, I I don't know. I feel bad saying that, Ted. It's it's, but I mean, they're kind of before your run, aren't they? Or no, they're right in this. They're
1: right in the early run. I mean, when the Beatles came over and played Ed Sullivan in 64, the Rolling Stones were right behind him. The very first, the very first hit the Rolling Stones had was a Lennon McCartney tune that they let them have to record. Yeah. I mean, you know, and obviously our three point generational thing here definitely comes into effect. No offense, no offense. If you don't like them, but I think some of the other older people would really appreciate uh, this new album. I mean, there's guys like Billy Joel, right? He makes his living playing all his hits. That's all he does. He doesn't write music anymore. He just he has a gig at Madison Square Garden. All the you know they make all their money on uh, on gigs and fair. That's fair. But the Rolling Stones actually wrote new songs that are bangers. I mean, they really are. (laughs) <laughs> so is it the got, same
2: sound that they've always had is it just a guy it's just eight, it's just 40 years later it, or is it different? oh it's,
1: it's incredible you know maybe the sound engineers who knows but jagger sounded awesome keith richards sounded awesome on guitar i mean and by the way you know how i always like to throw another old geezer out there howard stern i heard an hour and a half interview with keith richards of the rolling stone that'd be cool fascinating
3: fascinating I mean. interview so stuff like that, I would definitely love to listen to, to hear those yeah. stories, and just to hear, you know, the growth, you know, whatever. Yeah. That that would be super interesting. I that's what I mean. I know the Stones are legendary. I just, you know, they've never been. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's also like my parents, you know, they're they're in your age group, Ted. Right. I know they obviously know the Stones and probably listen to them. I don't think they were one of their favorite bands. That's fair. Yeah. Of all the music that I grew up listening to. Right. I don't think I really remember my dad listening to the Rolling Stones a whole lot. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Um, but no, they're legendary. And speaking of another one, I, I had mentioned it before in the same age group, uh, Aerosmith. Right. Steven Tyler, 75. And I'm sure you guys heard that You know, he, he had an yeah. injury. Our, the show that we were supposed to go to here in Charlotte, we're recording on Monday. It was supposed to be tomorrow night, Tuesday. Cool. And um, they had to cancel this tour because he initially just like strained his vocal cords, they thought but he actually like fractured his vocal cords or something Mm. like absolutely ridiculous so they had to cancel this tour they're saying it's postponed they're saying they're gonna reschedule for for next year um so hopefully, because that, that was definitely one way, I mean, we were super you're excited gonna, to go go see Aerosmith. You're, you're
2: going to end up like Ted, uh, Matt, where it was like four years they were waiting to go to that Billy Joel show. Yeah, like right. I, it, hopefully it'll make it that much sweeter for you.
1: Yeah. yeah
3: I, I'm The thing, I just hope, I mean, Steven Tyler, like Mick Jagger and a ton of other guys, I mean, it's the voice. That's all it is. It, it's the voice. So <laughs> is he going to sound wow. the same? Like, I just am curious about the recovery at 75. That's going to be like, tough. Like, is he even going to sound the same? You know, I, I don't know. So a little bit, you know, of a downer because we were pretty excited to see Aerosmith.
1: Kind of similar singing style as Axel Rose, and I don't think he ever bounced back 100% from right. his vocal issues. So, I hope it's I hope it works your way and you can get yep. a chance to see him. He still sounds good. Yep. Uh, I've got a couple other, but I'll, I there's one I want to get on the table. Sometimes I I listen back to our podcast and go, "Man, I share way too much information with these guys." <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> it always comes back to bite me, but another geezer thing. You know, everybody everybody was really big time into The Bachelor and we'd laughed oh, no. about it. We said, "How come people are watching The Bachelor?" And my wife and I both said, "Let's check out The Golden Bachelor." <laughs> oh, Oh, my goodness. I know why people watch The Bachelor now. We're sitting there and we're we're making all these snide comments about yeah. the different people and, you know, The Bachelor himself. And and you know what else? The franchise. I can tell that they know what they're doing because yeah. they set it up perfectly. Yep. The very first episode, first 10-minute segment, Jerry Turner is the golden bachelor. He's 72. They set it up with, you know, his wife of 43 years, 43 years. Goes to the hospital with some some issue in her stomach. Ends up not coming out of the hospital. Oh, wow. so that's the sob story they painted at the beginning. But oh, they
3: one hundred percent know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, love it, hate it. I mean, they know what they're doing. So we're sucked, sucked in. in. We're yep. sucked in. The show in.
2: has they if you are, if the Bachelor gets talked about so much, this yep. Golden Bachelor I hear more about than the Bachelor. <laughs> And I don't know. It's it's not for me. I'll right. never even see what it's about. I'm sorry. I don't know. It probably would be a worthy segment maybe next week if we all watched it. But yeah. I, I can't bring myself to
1: do it's it. It's not for you. It's not for you. Believe me.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, it's you, you get attached to a few of the characters. You know, yep. the ones that they highlight. Obviously, maybe the main one. Maybe this one helps get, you know, kind of in your age range. A oh, little yeah, bit, for but, sure. But. No, my my wife is watching one on Netflix. I think I've talked about before. Similar. It's called Love is Blind. I'm sure, Jared, maybe you've heard about it. Yep. It's it's a similar spin. They get put in a room for hours where there's a wall between. Can't see each other. So you're literally meeting these people without seeing them. Get to have conversations. You learn about them. All that. You spend hours and hours and hours and hours with these people, but you never see them. And then you choose which one you want to be with based off that. And then there's the big reveal, you know, like, oh, this is what they look like. So you get sucked into that. Um, she loves it. I've, I've watched a few episodes. I, I Again, I get it. I just can't get into it. It just seems so fake. Right. These people, people thinking that they're actually going to find legitimate love and stuff like that. I'm just like, it's too fake to me. But well, I get the intrigue. I get it. I get it.
1: There's one more that yep. I watched one episode. My sister had told me about it. She was out of town and somehow they called it up on the satellite. It's a British uh, dating show called naked attraction. Have you oh. heard either one of you heard of this? I've heard of it.
3: I've seen people on Twitter mention it. I've. It's
1: like, one. it's like the dating game where they got a, uh, you know, they got a girl or a guy and then there's three of the opposite sex and they, they got like these cardboard things in front of them more fancy than that. But they, they actually reveal the nakedness of the contestants and In all their glory, these guys, and I'm going, what in the hell am I watching here? And it's like one of the number one shows in England. And they show it over there, basically uncut. I think you can get it here on, I think it's on Max now. That's where I came across it. It was a one episode and done, man. It was, I just had to (laughs) see what everybody was talking about.
2: Unbelievable. I'm
1: out. (laughs) Yeah. But there is a, there's one other story I wanted to just briefly touch upon. It's a documentary. You know how I like my documentaries. And this one, I, n- I never heard of this guy. It's called The Bright Path, The Johnny Bright Story. He, uh, okay. he ended up playing at Drake University. He was an African-American. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he was probably a Heisman Trophy candidate there in the early 50s. But there was so much prejudice and racial bias and uh, Oklahoma A&M, which became Oklahoma State. They they definitely put a hit on him in a game. I mean, they were they, dirty shots left and right. Oh. The Referees were ignoring it. It was just an awful, awful uh, time. But I had never heard of Johnny oh. Bright before. And if you watch that okay. documentary, tremendously well done. It was a it was on PBS. I happened to come across it, but it okay. looked really good. This was back in the fifties. You said back in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was the day and age where there was you, you know. Would
2: you consider yourself kind of an ultimate baseball historian? Pretty much. Have you been to the New York League Museum?
1: I have not. I've been wanting to. Is it? That's in Hamtramck, isn't it? I've heard it. No. Oh in, no, Kansas uh, City, the one yeah, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to the list. I should. Yeah. There's I, the only Hall and of Fame. Have fam you ever been, been to a
3: game in Kansas City? I have not. I was no. going to say you could knock out going to a Royals game. You and then, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I, some of the Hall of Fames are on my list. I've been to the baseball one, but I definitely want to go to the pro football in Canton and. Yeah. Uh, basketball one in springfield we've talked about making a hall of fame you know excursion here in retirement so we just might do that
3: the basketball you, one i'll be honest i, I went up there because it's not far from bristol it's yeah. it's kind of underwhelming if I you're said, if, if you're trying to knock off hall of fames and you're a basketball fan yes it go go do it but right kind of underwhelming well, if you're I'll a baseball
1: fan i mean <laughs> I, I had tears bad. in my eyes in cooperstown yeah. <laughs> just as we started into the, the museum they had like a little theater where they you know they had these little kids on a sandlot, you know, and kind of leading up to all the Hall of Famers. Oh man, it that's gets cool. to you. Baseball we talked about with Miggy, you know, it just uh, it it can Something get you emotionally. It. Yep. All right, guys, I that's all I got. You got anything in entertainment at all?
2: No, no. I mean, we're still waiting for your Exorcist uh, review. Maybe yeah, maybe I get, next week. Maybe, maybe I couldn't fit it in this week. But get this, man, I have
1: this is this should be uncalled for. I have a wedding to go to on Saturday
3: uh, up in oh, Traverse I think you City. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, up in Traverse City. So the the plan is to make the appearance and watch the Michigan Michigan State second half in the hotel. Hopefully, there you go. But we'll see how it goes.
3: Maybe maybe there will be a bar at the venue with the TV on or something.
1: Well, then I might stick around a little longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right,
1: guys. This has been episode two eighty five of the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Sign up for a membership. Get healthy. Don't forget that October 21st, go green, go blue, 5K, run, walk, get details at memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank our special local partners. They include AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Home. Rivals Taphouse and Grill and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Special thanks to Jason Hutton of Fox 17 in Grand Rapids for joining us. And a little promo, Z92.5's Castle Game of the Week. It's going to be this Friday night, October 20th. Armada at Corona. Cavaliers looking to finish an undefeated regular season. Uh, tying your school as the last team to do it, right, Matt? That's
3: right. First one since 2002, if they can pull it off. Pretty cool. All right.